going on? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. Thanks for joining us on a Monday. It's Memorial Day. Happy Memorial Day. Happy Monday. Today is May 31st, the final day in May. And uh, yeah, hopefully you guys have some nice Memorial Day plans. You're cooking some hot dogs, some hamburgers. You're spending some time outside. You're going to hang out with the family or, like me, just going to watch some baseball and hockey today. So whatever you're doing, hopefully it's going to be a good day again. Happy Memorial Day to everybody out there listening to today's show. On today's show, we're going to talk some NHL. It is NHL Monday, so we'll uh, go over the playoffs as they are right now. Three of four uh, matchups are decided for the second round. Still waiting on those dang Canadians, eh? What are you doing up there up north, eh? Don't you know? You got to get this going now. Been waiting on these damn Canadians the whole time. It was first Vancouver, right? It's like Vancouver and Calgary are bleeding the regular season into the playoffs for like a week and a half. And then now, Toronto and Montreal just can't figure things out. They're going to game seven, so... <sighs> Always waiting on the Canadians. But uh, either way, should be a good matchup tonight. Toronto, heavy favorites at home to take the series and win game seven. Let's actually just start there. Tonight, uh, Toronto is hosting Montreal. It is game seven. And this has been so inconsistent. Really, every other series, there's been a theme. There's been something you can look forward to game to game or at least know in the realm of what's going to happen. This has been so seemingly random. You know, and, and I don't use that word lightly, but really, when you look at the data and you plug in what's been happening so far in six games, it's extreme volatility. It's so tough to really pick what's going to happen. And that's what we try and do, right? Is we're betting on what's going to happen. We're forecasting. If we're not really sure, we don't have to bet. You know, you're not forced to make bets. It's an advantage that we have as bettors. The, the sports books have to come out with lines for every game regardless. They can't just take one off. We can take games off, things like that. But tonight, minus 200, that implies about a 66% win chance for Toronto. Uh, if you take away the VIG, it's probably around 63, 64%. So I think that's probably pretty accurate. You know, I mean, it is game seven and you could say, you know, that, that that seems too expensive for two teams who clearly have proven that anything can happen. You know, they've played six games and Montreal has obviously proven they can hang in there with Toronto and, and even win these games. So, you know, I, I do think that even though minus 200 is expensive, I would probably lean towards going with Toronto just because they've made the adjustments. They've seen what Montreal is doing and I just think they're the much better team. When you look at what's happening right now, it's not like they have many injury concerns. And obviously, they need uh, Nick Feligno to come back in the second line. Besides that, though, they're just a much better team. And I think if I were forced to make a bet tonight, I would go with Toronto minus a 200. But it's expensive. It's really expensive. So really, that's another way of me saying the line's probably accurate, right? And when the line's accurate, we usually don't make a bet. So... That does it for that series. Whoever wins will advance and play Winnipeg. Of course, the Jets taking care of business uh, against Edmonton. I mean, that was a crazy series, right? The Jets sweep Edmonton. I think three of the four games went to overtime, so it wasn't like a some obvious thing. And then the question comes in, the obvious question, rest versus rust. Should they have, you know, was it good to sweep them? Was it good to take care of business? And it, again, it, it's so hard to predict team by team, season by season, whether that really matters or whether that has an impact. Obviously, I think that everyone listening would agree on this. 
obviously, when a team's playing well, you want to get back out there and, and, and play. If you're playing very, very well, the more time you have off, that's a negative, right? Now, it may not matter because it hasn't been that long. And so it may not impact these guys that much. But my point is, let's just use this example. If you're playing really well and you have one day off, that's much better than having three months off. I know this is a ridiculous example, but sometimes you have to kind of extrapolate and go to the uh, you know absurd just to kind of see what this means. But but my point is, the more time off, clearly it's not a great thing, but I don't think it matters that much. Look at the Colorado Avalanche and uh, the, the Vegas series, you know? The Avs sweep the Blues, and they're sitting at home for a week and a half, watching Vegas and Minnesota go to Game 7. Well, the Avs didn't seem rusty at all last night. You know, 7-1 win, and they looked fine. So while we shouldn't say, hey, the Avs looked fine, that means that the Jets are going to be fine as well. You know, it's probably not correlated, obviously, but the idea of, oh, the Jets are going to be rusty, so... I don't think that's as big of a deal as a lot of people are making it out to be. Right now, uh, looking ahead to that series... If to the next series, I mean, in, in in Canada, if Toronto does win tonight, it's going to be really close to a 50-50. You know, it's going to be right around minus 110 for each team. And the reason is Toronto is actually looked at as the better team in the market. But I think that the market will price Winnipeg a little higher because the, the rest and the time off. So, you know, anywhere from Toronto being minus 110 to maybe minus 130 and anything from... Um, the Jets being minus 110 to like plus 115, that's the range I have it in right now. We'll discuss if it's different later on this week, early next week, if uh, if the market really disagrees. But that's what I have right now, right around a coin flip if Toronto were to win. If Montreal wins tonight, that changes everything dramatically. That means, according to my rankings, Winnipeg would be around minus 200 to win the next series. So it goes right around from 50% to about a 60% win percentage uh, for the Jets if Montreal wins tonight. So big game tonight. It's going to decide a lot. I do think Toronto probably gets a job done, and we will be looking at a Toronto-Winnipeg second-round Canadian series. All right, now let's get on to the other, uh, the West, the Central, and the East, because all three of those divisions are already in the second round. And by the way, the Canadian division is called the North, but I just like to call it the Canadian division, eh? What are you going to do? What are you going to do about it, you Canadians, huh? Come here and say something to my face. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm all tough behind the microphone, but uh, I'm a lover. I'm a lover at heart. Okay, let's get on. Uh, Islanders, Bruins. Let's go to the East. Now, this is, I gave this out last Friday, you know, I, I made a bet on New York to win the series. And what I said last week is that if this were a pick you know, if this were minus 110 for each team, I would probably have picked the, the, the Bruins. But the price and what the market had Boston, so much better than New York. Obviously, game one, they beat them, what, 5-2, something like that. It's a long series. We're going to see a lot of bounce back this series. I highly doubt Boston sweeps New York, 4-0, done. They move on. You know, New York's going to fight back. Uh, tonight, the Islanders have dropped to, I think, plus 175. I'm going to bet them tonight, plus 175. I'll give that out on the on the podcast. That's a bet that I do like tonight. And right now, the price in the series, the Islanders are plus 400. The Bruins are minus 525. So, the market right now thinks there's probably about a 80 to 85% chance the Boston Bruins win the series. About a ten to fifty, or about a fifteen to twenty percent chance, the Islanders win the series. Um, I don't change my t- 
tone for what we did earlier. I still like the bet we had, and I still think we should take this game by game. The Bruins, though, this is a different team, right? They add Taylor Hall late in the season, and that suddenly shifted everything. You know, Boston wasn't bad this year. The whole idea of they get Taylor Hall, now they're this great you know, team who can compete. That's not true. They were good all year. The one thing they really struggled with before they got Taylor Hall was five-on-five five scoring, and that's kind of solved itself. And we know Boston's got a great defense, this is a complete team. It's all about what the price, what the market's charging and what we think the intrinsic or true odds are. So for this series, I liked my earlier bet. And if New York does win tonight, this suddenly drops from plus 400 for New York back down to about plus 200, plus 250. So big game tonight, a lot will be decided. But think about it this way. If Boston wins their first two games at home, nothing's really changed. You know, in a seven-game series, what the market expects to happen is each team wins on their home ice, okay? Theoretically, in a game like this, a second-round series, New York should go home and win at least one of the next two games, if not both of them, right? So Boston winning the first two games, nothing really changes. You, you, you've heard the old saying before, a series doesn't start until a road team wins. That's kind of true here. So even if Boston wins tonight, it's not like we're hitting the panic button. And also, it's not like we bet the the house on New York. We find these prices, we see something where we have value, and we make the bet. Let's quickly talk about the NBA. I know we don't have a lot of crossover fans, but it's a really good point what happened with the LA Clippers and Dallas Mavericks, because we gave out Dallas Mavericks at a very similar price to the New York Islanders before the series started, right? We gave out the Mavericks, I think it was actually around plus 300 or so, plus 350, and Dallas won the first two games. Then we turned around and made a bet on the LA Clippers to win the series. So what we were doing was guaranteeing a profit. We had a bet on the Mavericks to win the series around plus, I don't know, plus 300. I can't remember the exact price. We'll say plus 300. And then I had a bet on uh, the LA Clippers to win the series at like plus 280. So we're guaranteeing profit no matter what. That's what we would ideally look to do if New York happens to steal tonight and maybe win one of the two games in New York. If this price changes, we can hedge off by taking Boston if New York gets a job done. If not, it was a losing bet. We had the underdog, heavy underdog, you know, and we took New York to win the series. But this is what this is as a, as a sports better doing this long term. Those are good bets, right? Just because we don't win the bet doesn't mean it wasn't a profitable positive bet over the long run. So keep that stuff in mind. Boston, New York tonight. We'll go ahead and actually take the Islanders in that game around plus 175. All right, let's get on to the Central, the Lightning and the Hurricanes. Uh, Tampa Bay. We gave that game out yesterday on Sunday. We picked the Tampa Bay Lightning. That was minus 110 on the road to Carolina. And the series was the same. The series price was right around minus 110 for the Lightning and the Hurricanes. Well, after one win, that has now changed to the Lightning minus 280 and the Hurricanes plus 235. These two teams, they're going to be battling all series long. This should be a long series. But I think that Tampa Bay, their main thing was getting Steven Stamkos and Nikita Kucherov back, and they're playing well. Actually, let me rephrase that, because yesterday during the Tampa Hurricanes game one, there were a lot of times where I thought Nikita Kucherov was slow, making bad decisions. And actually, I thought he looked better earlier in the series. So I'm going to keep an eye on that. If Nikita Kucherov does continue to kind of slide and fade back into the shadows, that's not going to be a good thing for Tampa. But if he doesn't, and if Kucherov does play up to his ability, because Steven Stamkos is, is back, right? He's playing pretty much 100%. 
So if Kucherov can do the same thing, all of these concerns I had about Tampa pretty much throughout the season are gone. They're back to being this elite, full, complete, healthy team that we know them to be. And if Andre Vasilevsky keeps playing as well as he is, I mean, we could be looking at back-to-back champs here or Tampa Bay facing maybe a Colorado in the finals. So the Lightning are playing very well, currently minus 280. If they happen to steal game two on the road, just like we said in the in the Boston, New York, right? Doesn't You don't really start shaking things up till the road team wins. Well, that's already happened in this series. The Lightning won game one on the road, and that's a tough atmosphere to go play in. You know, they're packing just jam-packing that arena full in Carolina. So Lightning get a big series, uh, or game one win. Let's see, game two is coming up. When is game two here? When is game two? Tomorrow. Tomorrow at uh, 4.30 Pacific, 7.30 Eastern. And same price, right around minus 110. You may find Tampa minus 115, but uh, it's going to be right there, coin flip for game two. All right, let's finish off with the West, the best of the West. Hey, it's the best of the West. Actually, before we finish off, let's give a special thanks to Better Edge. Great show sponsor. And the thing is, if you haven't started betting with Better Edge yet, you're missing out because they let you bet VIG free. So everyone betting can start making a lot more money just by betting without the VIG. You know, that's why average bettors can't or, or average bettors lose money is because average sports bettors go about 50 50 and you lose the money to the vig well if you're going 50 50 and you're paying even money every bet your theoretical losses over the course of i don't know 10 years are zero dollars and zero cents so it doesn't matter how bad a gambler you are if you use better edge you're actually not expected to lose anything And on top of that, they've got cool social things. You can follow your friends. You can follow other people who post pics on there. There's tournaments. There's competitions. It's really cool what you can do at Better Edge. So not only do they let you bet big free, there's an entire experience waiting for you at betteredge.com. That's B-E-T-T-O-R, edge.com, like sports better. Uh, Use promo code SHARP for a free $10, and that $10 is rollover free. And it lets them know that you heard about them right here on the Sharp Angle Podcast. You know, it definitely helps us out as well. So check them out online, betteredge.com, B-E-T-T-O-R, edge.com, promo code SHARP. All right, the West, the Colorado Avalanche, and the Golden Knights. This is crazy to me what's happening mathematically. Now, as I said, Colorado was clearly rested, healthy, ready to go game one, and they surprised the Vegas team who just got done with a long, drawn-out, physical seven-game series. So the game one win wasn't all that surprising. We picked Colorado yesterday. They were minus 180, and we still saw value. So we pretty much saw that coming. But the thing to me is Colorado and Las Vegas are very similar. You know, the the idea that Colorado beat Vegas 7-1 and they're just going to zoom through this series is crazy. Vegas is a very good team. These are probably two of the top three teams in the NHL. My power rankings say right now, as of today, number one is uh, the Colorado Avalanche. Number two is the Boston Bruins. And number three is the Vegas Golden Knights. So, It's not like we're looking at some mismatch here, but the price is currently Colorado minus 435, Vegas plus 355. Now, I think Colorado wins this series. I think Colorado's slightly the better team, but like we've talked about before, if we're talking about value here, I certainly don't see value on Colorado. You know, it's it's about, again, I think Colorado wins this game or wins this series 80% of the time. But this number suggests they're going to win 85% of the time, right? So I think the house actually has a 5% edge if we were to bet on Colorado here. 
Now, I'm not forcing a bet. We don't have to bet. As we said earlier, it's an advantage we have. But if I were forced to make a bet on the series right now, I'd probably take the Golden Knights plus 355. That's outrageously cheap. And one win, one Vegas win on the road changes everything dramatically. If Vegas wins game two on the road, this series that is now priced Colorado minus 435, Vegas plus 355 would move closer to Avalanche minus 180. Think about that. The Avs would go from minus 435 to minus 180 with a home loss. And similar to the Boston New York series, what has changed here? Colorado won game one at home in the altitude, which is tough to go play there anyway. I mean, people are acting like Colorado's up 3 nothing so far. Not that much has changed. So if you're a Colorado fan, which I'm surrounded by them, you know, I look, I'm, I like Colorado, but that's one of my strengths as a sports better is I can like a team, know about a team, but not just seemingly bet on them or root for them or things like that. You know, it, it's in college football, my favorite team in the world is the Colorado Buffaloes. And they're probably my best team betting on and against in college football. You know, I'm great betting on and against the Broncos, the Avs, the Nuggets, the Rockies, things like this. I don't get caught up because I'm close. I use the information and make smarter bets because I'm closer. You know, we always say this. If you're if you live in a market, you will probably have an upper hand on everyone else betting in that market. I, what I'm saying is if you live in in Dallas and I'm a sports better living in Denver, you're probably going to have a couple tidbits here or there just by living in Dallas, listening to Dallas media all the time about the stars that I won't have. Now, if I, constant follows, if I constantly follow Dallas news and follow Dallas radio stations and newspapers, I will have that info, but that's tough to do in every city as a, as a handicapper. So when you live in a city, you can either succumb to, you know, kind of human bias, what we all deal with in sports betting, or you can be conscientious of it, take all that extra information and bet smarter with it. That's what I try and do here. And what I see is an avalanche team that's probably better, but not much has changed from what we expected. Most people expected the Avs to win game one. They won game one. Now they're overwhelming favorites to win the series and the Stanley Cup. I mean, it's it's laughable right now, the Avs odds to win the Stanley Cup. And again, they should be the favorite. Let's not confuse this. The Colorado Avalanche are the best team in the NHL. They should win the Stanley Cup. But right now the prices where Colorado's like even money... <laughs> I mean, seriously, they're like even money and the Boston Bruins are, I don't know, like plus 700. It's crazy how, how expensive the Avs are. So again, you know, this is just a good lesson. You can have a good team. You can have, uh, you know, amazing teams, but if they're not priced correctly or if they're overdone because everyone's going to bet on that team, there goes all the value. You know, that, that exists game to game for series prices. And it's so important to remember. Now I'm picking the Avs to win this series. I still think the Avs have the best shot to win the Stanley Cup, but at these prices, a little too expensive for my taste. So, all right, that does it for NHL Monday. Again, happy Memorial Day to everyone out there. Hopefully, you guys have a really nice Monday, and good luck, whatever you have, in some baseball, hockey, whatever. Hope you cash some winners, and we'll talk to you tomorrow on The Sharp Angle.